0: Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved.
1: Episode 611, air date May 9th, 2020.
0: We're bringing people live now on Facebook, on YouTube, and Periscope. Hello, everyone. Good evening. This is Dr. Shiva Ayyadurai. It's 942. Uh, We're going to have a very interesting discussion today uh, about the Chinese Communist Party and their involvement in organ harvesting. It's a very, very new area. I'm just frankly starting to learn uh, about it. And I have a investigative journalist who's been involved in it and in human rights, uh, Mitchell Gerber, uh, we'll be bringing on shortly. But before we start, I just want to first of all, introduce myself. This is Dr. Shivaya Dure. I'm an MIT PhD in biological engineering. I'm a, I created the first email system. I'm a scientist and an uh, innovator. And I'm also running for United States Senate in Massachusetts against Joe Kennedy, who is likely going to be the Democrat um, uh, candidate. And I'm on the ballot as the Republican. Uh, I don't, frankly, care about either party because I know both parties' establishments are corrupt. But I'm running because I believe it's extremely important that the age we live in, we need working people, people who actually have skills, not lawyer lobbyists. The fundamental difference between me and Mr. Kennedy or the Kennedys overall is I do not believe that government should be involved in your lives in terms particular in the area of healthcare. Uh, Whether um, uh, you wanna uh, look at it closely or from far away, um, the Kennedys believe that the government should be involved in your life. A big difference, for example, is uh, Mr. Uh, Kennedy, who I just, had to file a lawsuit because of his defamatory comments against me. He, fun- There is a big difference between he and I. He fundamentally believes in a pro-vaccine policy. He believes in policies for full vaccination. And he has supported two candidates, Hillary Clinton and his own nephew, who are for mandatory vaccinations. I do not believe the government at any level should be involved in what goes into our body uh, and how they can affect our lives. This is a very big difference. It's not about splintering the movement. There's actually a massive difference in philosophies, it's about who owns the right to your body. So there's a big difference. So we have people joining from all over uh, the world. Um, and that's the point that we're at. Should government be involved in controlling your body? Should government should governments be involved in making money off your body? For example, organ harvesting, because where does that end? Once the government starts vaccinating you, once, a, once you even give them one inch, there's no end to that. That's what we're gonna be talking about today. But just to quickly review, um, everyone knows I'm running for United States Senate uh, in Massachusetts. And most of you know that our campaign for U.S. Senate is not just a simple campaign. It's become exactly as Kathy Edwards just said. It's been a it's a campaign for truth, freedom and health, truth, freedom and health Tr- truth, freedom and health. And what does what does that mean? It means it begins with freedom, the freedom for you to determine what goes into your body, what food you have access to the freedom for you to choose and have access to information about the importance, let's say, of the immune system. The immune system is what is critical to health. It's not uh, vaccinations. It's not drugs, et cetera. And that's what I've been doing for most of my life. Many of you know I grew up in India. Uh, I was brought up on natural medicines. I believe in natural medicines. That's what drove me for my interest in medicine. Started studying medicine as a child. Was a 14-year-old research fellow. Went in and out of MIT, did four four different degrees. various enterprises, which I run Systems Health, which re-educates people on the integration of Eastern and Western medicine, Clean Food Certified, which is an organization that actually provides a very powerful seal for what is good and clean food. And then Cytosol, which is an amazing technology for really understanding at the molecular systems level, toxicity risks and how combinations work. Um, That's what we're about. And that's what the campaign's about. So everyone um, should take time to go to the campaign right now and you can volunteer for the campaign you can also support the campaign financially if you go and click on the donate link like like i'm doing here um our campaign as i mentioned over and over and over again this is not about give us money this is about we want to educate you on the process to our victory so if you go there's a great book called system and revolution some of you may may know i'm not only a system scientist and a uh, biological engineer but i'm also really really Uh, interested in revolutionary movements. I've studied all sorts of revolutionary movements across my life as a scientist. And we'll discuss that more. Um, But this is a great book because I actually define what revolution is. And then there's a very cool tool that I have uh, called your body, your system. And those of you in the United States, you can support the campaign by donating 25 or more. And if you can't afford that due to economic distress, donate whatever you can. Um, But if you go And once you get this ebook, you can also use it in conjunction with a really cool tool called Your Body, Your System, which really emerged out of my research to understand the body as a system. When I went back to India after my Fulbright, it was trying to connect Eastern systems of medicine. And what I discovered was Eastern systems of medicine actually matched with engineering systems theory. So with Your Body, Your System, you can answer a set of questions and you can figure out your body type, your system type. It's a tool for learning how system dynamics work with your body. Then answering a different set of questions, you can figure out how your body has deviated from itself. That's a black dot. And then you can learn how particular foods can uh, supplements can bring you back to you. But it really teaches you how foods and supplements affect you. Exercises, even we in fact map every different yoga exercise into particular aspects of transport, storage and conversion. But anyway, um, I encourage everyone to take advantage of this. But before I go on to bring in Mitchell, the key point of our campaign, as I mentioned, is truth, freedom and health. Without freedom, as we're going to discuss, you really can't get to truth. And without truth, we can't really get to understand the real problems and the real solutions for health. And without health, we don't have the strength to fight for freedom. So that's how it goes. So I encourage everyone to take time to support our campaign, um, truth, freedom and health. So let me go to uh, back to Mitchell here. And in fact, introduce you to Mitchell. Um, Let me bring Mitchell on.
2: Mitchell, say hello to everyone. Hey, guys. Nice to see you. Very nice to see you, Dr. Shiva. It's an honor and a pleasure. Thank you for letting me come on.
0: Great. One of the things Mitchell and I talked about is um, we're going to talk about the Falun Gong methodology, the people who follow that. You're going to learn about that. You're going to learn about what is going on with organ harvesting. It was very, I mean, I've just learned about it very new. So it's, it's actually educational for me. Uh, But most importantly, what you'll learn is that the politicians in the United States know about this, right, Mitchell? Yet they do nothing. They've done nothing. And this is what the liberal global elite people do. They talk, 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 but they do nothing in terms of giving awareness. We just saw this in the exposition of the vaccine issue. Mr. Kennedy talks, 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 talks. He's been doing it for 15 years, but he does the exact opposite. He has endorsed Hillary Clinton who's pro-vaccine mandates. When I called it out, then he said, well, that was three years ago. Well, then he endorsed his nephew, who's pro-vaccine mandates. This is how politicians are, particularly the lawyers. The lawyer lobbyists talk. They'll even say, oh yeah, we're against, I'm sure Mitchell, you've shared it in there. Oh yeah, we're against organ harvesting. But they won't do shows like this. They won't be bringing it out to you. And that's what my commitment to you is. And that's what I've been doing all my life. I tell the truth. And if I see something that, You know, is truthful. I'm going to bring it to you. And that's what the world needs. We need truth. We don't need bullshitters like the Kennedys. The Kennedys bullshit all day. They think they're the ones that own the dialogue on everything. And in Massachusetts is a center of the deep state. Massachusetts, which Mitchell, you know, one of the things Mitchell is it's a center of the medical establishment, which probably knows about this. And yet they do nothing. And these are the quote unquote, the liberal elites. And we have to understand there is a big difference whether we talk about any of these issues, those people who speak out and tell the truth and who do not believe the government should be in our lives. It's basically about fascism versus freedom. And when we talk about what Mitchell's talking about, we're really going to talk about what happens when we let freedom go away little by little by little. You get to fascism. And that's what this is really about. And so there can be no sort of gray area. You can't be saying that you're against you know, you're, you're, you claim to be against vaccine mandates, yet you're pro-vaccine and you want government policies to have full vaccination. And then you endorse candidates who are, this is just total nonsense. And that's why the world ends up in this, where you have Chinese Communist Party uh, harvesting people's organs and everyone's being quiet because you enter more and more into evil. So Mitchell, I think it'd be really good for you to share with us, because we're gonna share some videos we have that Mitchell's brought to us. Mitchell, I think it'd be great if you just share with us your background Uh, This is, again, Mitchell Gerber. And we're going to have a very uh, intense set of uh, hours. And Mitchell was saying no one. uh, I was the first one to really give him a platform to talk about this broadly uh, because no one really wants to touch this. Go ahead, Mitchell.
2: Absolutely, Dr. Shiva. I again thank you very much for allowing me to come on. My background is a very simple background. I don't really have any degrees. I have no organizations. I come strictly from the heart because the heart is about love. And as you said, truth, freedom, and health are the most important. And without truth, we cannot set any freedom f- have freedom. And without freedom, we have no good health. And there's a great uh, saying about how the only thing necessary. For the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. When I was studying international business, I'm an American citizen. I was born and raised in South Africa. My family moved when they uh, immigrated to the United States in 1995 to Atlanta. I studied international business, but on a very fateful day of 2001, May 4th, and May 4th has just passed, so it's been my 20th anniversary, Dr. Shiva, in exposing this evil that is occurring in China, which we're about to get into in a moment. I came across a very ancient spiritual movement called Falun Gong, and it's pronounced Falun Gong, consisting of moral teachings and meditation, and four gentle exercises that are truly unique and highly effective way to improve health and energy levels, and at the core of this, is truthfulness, compassion and a tolerant philosophy that is really good for the mind and the body and this took over China uh, as the healthiest and the most largest spiritual popular practice in all of China by 1998. The numbers grew so quickly and these exercises along with the philosophy of truthfulness, compassion and tolerance just became the life force of China where one out of every ten Chinese national citizens were practicing by 1998, outnumbering the number of people in the Chinese Communist Party and membership by 30 million people, making the communist regime's president at that time very nervous and very hateful and jealous that he couldn't control the hearts and the minds of the people. And as you said, that when you bring this to the mainstream media, I mean, I've talked to so many right-wing, left-wing moderates. They don't want to touch it because of the contractual obligations of the massive political pressure and the amount of money that is involved covering up this uh, new form of evil so to be on your show Dr. Shiva is a blessing and thank you for letting me share with you
0: well I think one of the things Mitchell is I have this thesis that the United States is in 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 the midst or towards the later stages of being fully colonized Um, and if you think about it if I look back at British colonialism and how British colonialism went in India you know went in various stages first the british came to sort of trade in the in the 15 six, i mean the 16 1700s then there was the occupation that took place at the battle of plassey in 1757 and then there was total domination and annihilation of indian manufacturing like weavers etc in fact they cut the thumbs off weavers in parts of india and they exported the weaving and textile mills to uh, london now in the united states it's going on in a, and and in the fourth part of that stage was a Uh, engaged Indians, you know, instead of white men with crowns, brown men with white hats to essentially be the oppressors of the Indian people themselves. And and Gandhi, in many ways, was part of that. He was projected as some great leader when he was actually a racist in South Africa himself. But he enabled the colonization of India and the creation of the Indian elite. Now, in the United States, um, that similar process has taken place. First, it was, you know, coming in and trading in some way doing small outsourcing and then China essentially you know got uh, took over most of the manufacturing but the latter stages that we're in is essentially the co-opting of american corporations american business people american politicians to keep mum as china essentially destroys the united states economy and dominates it we we can look at the amc theaters And Hollywood, you know, AMC Theatres is owned by one of the biggest Chinese warlords of the Chinese Communist Party. The AMC Theatres, which um, Hollywood, Leonardo DiCaprio and and Nicole Kidman all be uh, flown out to China. Hollywood is owned by the Chinese. That's why you don't see any movies attacking the Chinese. Think about it. Uh, And then you have something like the Harvard School of Public Health, which is a T.F. Chan School of Public Health funded nearly 300, $400 million by a big wealthy Chinese family and so on. So what we are witnessing before our eyes is essentially the overtaking in very, very profoundly subtle and direct ways of the United States government and and the media. And that is why when atrocities occur, no one is saying anything. In fact, uh, Mitchell, when this entire coronavirus thing took place, I was the first one to say that this entire thing is a fear mongering hoax intended to destroy the US economy, suppress dissent, and push mandated vaccines. I'm the one who started the fire Fauci campaign. Then after that, you know, the other people followed, you know, the so-called liberal elite, just to so they could keep in touch. And that's what happens even on some issue like organ harvesting. They just do enough just to say that they're doing something because I was reading on one of the Kennedys. He's apparently, oh, poor Falun Gongs, but I don't see him, you know, doing any live streams or talking to people about this. And that's one thing people need to understand. That's why the world continues to suffer and doesn't really change in big ways because of the not so obvious establishment. So I think it'd be really valuable, Mitchell, if maybe we go through this process, we maybe educate people. What is, what is a fallen Gong, right? That um, Then maybe we go into, I think one of the videos we have, what are they actually doing uh, with the organ harvesting? And then we go into the other experts, but maybe you can give us a quick overview on what is Falun Gong and then I'll play the video and then we'll keep
2: going. With pleasure, no, with pleasure. Uh, Falun Gong, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you again, Dr. Shiva is an ancient Chinese spiritual discipline in the Buddhist tradition uh, from China. It was introduced by Mr. Li Hongzhe, the founder of Falun Gong in 1992. It's pronounced Falun Gong. It consists of moral teachings, meditation and four gentle exercises that are uh, truly unique in a highly effective way to improve your health and energy levels. Um, And also at the core of Falun Gong are the values of truthfulness, compassion and tolerance. And these are the most fundamental qualities of the universe and takes them to be a guide for daily life and practice. Um, and in ancient uh, practices, as in Asia, in Asia today, there are a variety uh, of them. And they are often ways of self-improvement, self-cultivation, and a form of integral part of classical Chinese culture. So through consistent and dedicated practice, the student of Falun Gong comes to achieve a state of selflessness. Greater insight and awareness, inner purity and balance, uh, the deeper workings of what might be called true health. And when Falun Gong, Dr. Shiva, just became the life force of China by 1998, one out of every ten Chinese national citizens, as you'll see in the in the video, um, in a clip, was practicing. And they were um, they, the, the, the 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 communist regime actually praised Falun Gong as a incredible. Uh, practice that brought millions of dollars of healthcare costs uh, in, in in reduction. The suicide rates were going down, the mortality rates were going up. People were living longer, feeling better. Within three or five months, people with ailments, Ill, injuries, and serious illnesses were vanishing, becoming incredibly healthy. For example, in 1993, the People's Public Security News uh, Agency, the official newspaper of China's Ministry of Public Security, praised Mr. Li Hongzhe, the founder of Falun Gong, for his contributions in, I quote, promoting the traditional crime-fighting virtues of the Chinese people in safeguarding social order and security and in promoting rectitude in society, as well as in, by 1999, before the Brutal persecution began uh, against Falun Gong. The Chinese officials went so far as to quantify Falun Gong's benefits, such as when official uh, one official from China's National Sports Commission speaking with U.S. News and World Report declared that Falun Gong can save each person about a thousand yuan, that's approximately about $200 in annual medical fees, and if a hundred million people are practicing, that's about a hundred billion yuan saved per year in medical fees. So the numbers grew grew so quickly, became the largest spiritual movement in China, people's moral standards were improving, people's positive frame of minds and mental states were becoming very healthy and very happy. Even the productivity rates in the factories, the quality of products were enhancing as well. The whole world wanted to know about what this life force was, what was this spiritual movement that was taking China in 5,000 years of its history by storm in terms of health, efficacy and well-being. And Falun Gong won all the health awards. Teacher Li was known as the most awarded Qigong teacher in China. However, in 1999, it was completely outlawed, demonized, and brutally persecuted. And this led to a new form of evil, ladies and gentlemen, and Dr. Shiva, that we'll get into in a moment after playing the clip, of forced organ harvesting, basically sending hundreds and thousands of Falun Gong practitioners, innocent Falun Gong practitioners, against their will to state-mandated hospitals, cutting out their organs while alive, selling the organs as the healthiest organs in the world, uh, creating a multi-billion dollar organ harvesting business and then burning the bodies to conceal the evidence to this day. So. so, Mitchell, what happened in
0: 1999? You're saying so the Chinese government was very favorable to Mr. Li and Falun Gong up until... And so what happened? That's. Can you tell us what happened in 1999?
2: Absolutely. Uh, would you like to play the clip first or you would like okay. to... Uh,
0: play the clip first. So this okay. is this will be the first clip of five we're going to play on what is Falun Gong. So let me play this.
3: Falun Dafa, also known as Falun Gong, is an advanced self-cultivation practice that improves mental and physical wellness through physical exercises and the development of one's character. In China, cultivation practices have a history of thousands of years and form the spiritual foundation of Chinese civilization. In 1992, Falun Dafa was introduced to the public by Master Li Hongzhu. The practice quickly spread because of its profound principles and proven health benefits. By 1999, with over 100 million practitioners, Falun Dafa had grown to become the largest practice of its kind in China and around the world. Traditional Chinese medicine focuses on energy channels and believes that the health of the body is related to the health of the mind. Falun Dafa cultivates mind and body simultaneously, improving the body's natural immunity.
2: So, yeah, Dr. Shiva, um, if you you noticed that they used the word Falun Dafa or Falun Gong, it's the same practice. Mm -hmm. We'll just use Falun Gong. So, this grew exponentially, uh, one out of every 10 Chinese national citizens by 1998 seventy to hundred million people practicing now you ask the question why did the, the the chinese government uh, uh, outlaw this practice before for, first supporting it and then completely outlawing it um where well and, and to understand then why why organ harvesting could happen in china it's really crucial to understand that there's no limit to how far to the, the chinese communist party will go to wipe out someone or something when after the after World War II and after the Western imperialists um, you know tried to take over China as well, backing Mao Zedong, the Rockefellers, Henry Kissinger as well, China was in a state of chaos. And after five thousand years of divine <coughs> culture, the land of China was known as the land of the divine. A beautiful ancient traditional Chinese culture was wiped out. Five thousand years of culture was decimated when the communist regime took over. The Chinese Communist Party is a reign of terror. It is a red, wicked, scoundrel re- regime that's that's killed more than two world wars combined. You know, Dr. Shiva, there's a saying that many empires killed in order to conquer. The CCP, the Chinese Communist Party that controls China, the Chinese government, the Chinese civilization, and the Chinese people to this day conquered in order to kill they've wiped out millions of people they've covered up and lied about uh, their uh, their suppression of, 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 of the, the the Chinese virus that did spread it from 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 China even though it has been built up into this hoax as well out of uh, in around the world to tyrannically control people in the lockdowns um, Yet the communist regime is responsible for millions of deaths and then harvesting their own citizens alive. So, um, so Mitchell, what happened in 1999 And that change? Yeah. Exactly. Well, it was one of the largest campaigns of religious persecutions in history. So throughout the 1990s, Falun Gong was gone in support from numerous Chinese government agencies. But on July 22nd specifically, Dr. Shiva, a massive campaign of suppression was launched. And what went wrong? One of the basic explanations, there's three, is that, For the seemingly rational campaign against Falun Gong is the nature of the Chinese atheist and dictatorial Chinese Communist Party, uh, which fears all groups outside of its control. So when Falun Gong became the largest spiritual movement, the number of people practicing Falun Gong outnumbered the number of people in the Communist Party membership. In in nineteen. in 1999 oh, by, 30 million, by 30 million people so from the mid-1990s uh, as early as about 1995-1996 six some in the party felt their power threatened by falun gong's popularity and Jiang Zemin um, when the persecution started, he was the leader of the Chinese Communist Party. Not many people know about him. But when the persecution started in July 1999, the Chinese regime called Falun Gong the biggest threat to national security since Tiananmen Square 10 years prior. Okay. And, and today they are more even terrified than ever. So, and, so, um,
0: saying, so the reason is that's when the growth, the number of people in 1999 in Falun Gong became more than the number of people in the Chinese
2: Communist Party. Exactly, okay. and exactly, and the highest-ranking members of the communist regime were practicing, and all their families, military generals, more than half of upper-class society were practicing too. But because of the, ju- mm. the the leader of the Chinese Communist Party's hatefulness, and he was he he, he was uh, seeking a way to consolidate his own power while also eliminating the largest movement of thought in recent Chinese history. So he devised this demonization campaign, this weaponized propaganda machine. Deng Xiaoping?
0: Uh, Was it Deng Xiaoping?
2: No, 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 Jiang Zemin. Jiang Zemin was the president uh, of the Chinese Communist Party in the 1990s, before before Hu Jintao. So in the second clip, if you'd like to play, uh, to give your audiences a perspective, he's mentioned in the clip. Uh, which Which one do I want to play this time? Uh, the first one about, uh, the, uh, the, fo- the organ harvesting, the clip two. the organ fallen gong, right? That uh, one. Yes, exactly. That will okay. give you your listeners a
0: perspective. Okay. Uh, let me bring this up. This is the organ fallen gong vid clip two, right? Correct. Okay. So let me play this. Here we go. Let's play that.
1: So the question becomes, how has China become the number two transplant country in the world? The place where every other country in the world gets its organs not available to them. Where are these organs coming from? Every day there are a dozen of people
4: that are executed or killed for organs in China. This is ruled by the state. This was murder and it came from the state. Yeah, state organs is, is certainly an accurate title for what happens to organ pillaging in China. It's done by the state for the state, to the benefit of participants. And the, the, the secondary goal of it, not well, the primary goal, is to get rid of so-called enemies of the party, the Pentagon. The numbers grew so quickly, from 92 to 99, 70 to 100 million by the government's own estimates. Its values, truth, compassion, forbearance out of sync with those of the Communist Party, so as you know, Jiang Zemin, the, the president of the country, he had a party labeled it a cult and commenced a brutal persecution against its practitioners from mid 1999 to the present day. Ongoing values, uh, and they're quite attractive. They actually represent the whole side of China which has been completely suppressed for many It's the side of China the most Westerners
1: never see. line. Uh, in terms of repression of Donald Trump or the party is bankrupt them uh, financially, ruin their reputations, destroy them physically. So that uh, the vilification is destroying their reputations, the organ transplants is uh, destroying their physical. There's the physical examination, the blood testing, the organ examination, which have no other explanation than suitability for transplanting. They had this endless supply of organs available on demand, and the only limit was capacity. And so what you saw after 2001 was this huge building with new beds, new wings, new hospitals focused on transplants. And, and so that the volume is in the system's operating the capacity increased year by year. Hmm.
2: So as you can see, Dr. Shiva, those investigative reporters, David Kilgore, David Mattis, and Ethan Gutman, they were the ones that confirmed the allegations in 2006. 18 pieces of evidence and now increased to 52 pieces of evidence david kilgore is a former secretary of state of the canadian parliament in canada david mattis an eight, a 35 year international human rights lawyer those are the two people the two esquires that came out in 2006 did an indiv- independent report and confirmed 18 pieces of evidence that between 2001 and 2006 45 to 65,000 Falun Gong practitioners were harvested for their organs by calling the by call, by using investigators, Falun Gong investigators calling into the into the uh the hospitals. We actually have a clip uh coming up about one of the doctors' telephone calls. I actually made sure that you, you, you people could hear it. As well as Ethan Gutman who joined forces in 2014 with his book The Slaughter, highly recommended and with David Kilgore, David Mattis, and Ethan Gutman, they have now confirmed over 52 pieces of evidence in their books the Kilgore Mattis Report and Ethan Gutman, The Slaughter. And this can be found easily on endtransplantabuse.org and stoporganharvesting.org. All the reports are out there, all the books are out there. This has been going on for 20 years. So, so uh, I think one of the
0: interesting things here is you know, I have, when I went to MIT, there were, you know, students from China who'd come there and there. In fact, in 2007, eight, China had a program where they were uh, attracting American born, even Chinese students or immigrants who would come here back to China. Uh, I forget what it was called. It was, but, but one of my friends who went back to China, uh, he was telling me um, this is something I think that came out in that video that I don't think Americans appreciate a lot because we see only the sort of the fascist communist party version of the Chinese people. But the large majority of Chinese people, as I understand, are very much into health and well-being. It is a rich tradition in China. In fact, many, many yoga teachers go from India to China because Chinese actually, the Chinese people, like all people, want to live healthy. Um, And throughout China since 2005, for example, there have been anti-pollution protests. Uh, Some people may not know that China is essentially has so much garbage they can't get rid of it. So they've been building massive incinerator plants Uh, in Wuhan, where the virus came from just six months ago, was one of the biggest protests against pollution because these incinerator plants were going to put out all sorts of pollution. They were brutally suppressed and, and, and then suddenly they disappear. And the reason I'm bringing this up is that I think everyone needs to understand when it comes to sort of truth, freedom and health. This is sort of a global need. It's not I mean, it's part of the campaign we're doing, but this is something that people all over the world want. And um, you and I were discussing this, Mitchell, as I was sharing, you know, in many thousands of years ago, India had, still has a rich tradition of yoga and meditation and mind body practices. The Siddha tradition, which was in South India, which involved martial arts and the use of, you know, um, micro doses of heavy metals from plants, um, meditation, yoga and herbs. This was a very rich tradition that actually went to China uh, in various forms. And they had techniques like Qigong or kundalini yoga and these kinds of things. So there was a rich trade back and forth, but I think um, you always wonder, I mean, India has all yoga and China doesn't, right? They're neighboring countries. It doesn't make any sense, right? Uh, so I think the notion of connecting the mind to the body was always very, very rich in China. And the fact that I think Falun Gong and these kinds of practices came out and, and grew so rapidly is, is really a testament to that. This is in some
2: ways in Chinese people's DNA. They, they yearn for this. Um, Abs- yeah. absolutely yeah absolutely dr shiva absolutely and what is important is that in traditional chinese health and um uh um, culture that the, that the whole body is intact that is what makes us so vile and so sinister is that the chinese uh, the chinese culture the ancient culture believes that before they leave the earth that the whole body needs to be remaining intact so when the communist regime wiped out and decimated purposefully and intentionally when they Came into power, all connection to the divine, all connection to spirituality, and all connection to those beautiful ancient practices that you mentioned in the Siddha, coming from ancient India, then into China. Uh, they rendered the Chinese communist, uh, the, the Chinese people, helpless, forced them into brutal poverty, forced, forced them into brutal fear and slavery, and disconnected and basically ripped out that divine heart, that yeah. spiritual heart and when Falun Gong took over like wildfire it brought back the ancient Chinese traditions of the the ancient world the the land of the divine which highly threatened uh, the communist regime's uh, demonic nature and that's why they had to suppress it and destroy them but the Chinese people are fighting back in a non-peaceful way, in in a peaceful way, not a non-violent way. And uh, there was a really good publication. I'm not sure if you've heard about it. And it's a free publication, which I highly uh, uh, recommend to you as an avid uh, uh, um, enthusiast in history and study, called The Nine Commentaries on the Communist Party. Mm. And the, The Nine Commentaries was introduced into China in 2004 from the Chinese edition. It was unanimous, high-ranking, very powerful Chinese that uh, wrote this book, came together, collaborated. And the nine commentaries on the Communist Party basically woke up the Chinese people. And between 200 and 354 million Chinese now have revolted against the Chinese part- Communist Party. Okay. Quit, Yes, quit all the, the Chinese official uh, uh, party uh, lines and affiliations. It's called Tui Dang movement. And, um, it's it's called the Quit the Chinese Communist Party Movement, and it's growing each and every day. It's building a freedom in China to educate people about the destructive character of communism, to assist all Chinese people worldwide, to renounce the Chinese Communist Party and its affiliated organizations, and to investigate and document the atrocities communism has perpetrated against the humanity. So this movement, this trade movement, started in about 2004 and has now reached about 354 million Chinese uh, so th- 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 this shows the end of communism and the collapse of the Chinese Communist Party. So talking about how the, 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 the Chinese people um, uh, wanting the health and wanting the, the longevity and wanting the freedom, because as you said, truth, freedom, and health. Yeah, and, and
0: much, one of the yeah. things, Mitchell, that's interesting is that you talked about taking out an organ, Right. If you look at traditional systems of medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, which I've studied, or Siddha or Arvada, um the body was never seen as different organs. It was always seen as a system and they had a whole different language for looking at it. In 2007, when I, 2008, when I went back to India, um, you know, my grandmother was a practitioner of Siddha one of the indigenous medicines and I was very curious when I mean, she could look at your face and predict what was going on in your body because they looked at the whole. Um, Western medicine looks at things as pieces, right? This organ, that organ, um, doesn't... So one of the discoveries that I made was that there's a very different way to look at the body as a movement of phenomenon called the transport of energy, matter, and information, the conversion of energy, matter, and information, and the storage, transport, conversion, storage. And that resulted in me deciphering these ancient systems of medicine in fact, they relate closely, very closely to engineering systems principles. I mean, when you build an airplane, you don't look at the airplane. Oh, I'm just going to you build an airplane and you change one organ of the airplane like the propeller. You better be careful because if you make it too long, the whole the whole propeller could have a vibrational difference. Right. And you could crash it. So engineers know that you have to treat the whole medical doctors don't by and large. Right. In Western medicine. And so when you're saying that they're going after one organ or two and pulling them out, it's sort of, I think, very symbolic of sort of not seeing the whole. Um, anyway, should we play the next video? Which one should we play? I,
2: I absolutely agree. Why don't we play in, uh, the, 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 the... We can play the Channel Tribunal. We have three left, so we can play the Channel Tribunal, um, or we can play the other one from Hard to Believe. Maybe the Channel Tribunal... it's too Hard to Believe.
0: Yeah. The the hard to believe or the trial for tri- you L- want to
2: let's do hard to believe and then we'll play the channel tribunal afterwards okay
0: i think the hard to believe is the one you recently sent me right okay me yes, I did. yes okay so I'm, i gotta find that which i gotta pop up here
2: but you're very right about that dr shiva as a whole because the ancient chinese science like the ayurvedic science looked at the source they looked at the okay. energy channels let me start but- this okay
3: by 2000 2000- Falun Gong practitioners were disappearing into labor camps in mass numbers. At the same time, Chinese hospitals began promoting their organ transplant expertise. I'm uh,
1: David and with me is uh, David Kilgore. We've been asked to investigate allegations that uh, there has been harvesting of organs of Falun Gong in China. Uh, David Kilgore is a former member of parliament and former cabinet minister for Asia Pacific, and I'm a Winnipeg lawyer, at doing Immigration, Refugee, and International Human Rights Law in Winnipeg. And we have uh, now uh, done uh, our investigation and we're producing this report. And I didn't know whether it was true or not. And so uh, my task initially was to try to figure out a, a way of approaching the issue so that I could either prove it or disprove it and not just walk away and say, I don't know. The number of executions
3: in China varied widely depending on who was counting. But Meta says no matter which number he used, the number of executions and the number of organs didn't add up.
1: The transplant volumes increased substantially uh, after the persecution of Falun Gong began. and I mean, there's a lot of other evidence, but the, the most likely explanation for the increase is, is the Falun Gong. We pursued every investigative trail we could find. In the report, you will see that there are 18 different avenues of proof and disproof we, we considered and evaluated. Our bottom line conclusion after considering everything as best we could was that the allegations are true. We believe them to be true, that this
3: uh, harvesting is indeed happening. Matus says what made Falun Gong organs especially attractive was the practitioner's healthy lifestyle. They do not drink or smoke. On many of the recordings of phone calls made to more than 100 Chinese hospitals, doctors assure callers that transplant organs are from healthy Falun Gong practitioners.
2: So Dr. Shiva, as you could see, that was one of the taped investigative calls. There have been 17 telephone investigative published in this report involving the 12 hospitals of major cities in 11 provinces, and this investigative uh, uh, telephone call, as you just seen, uh, the, the results reveal again that the Chinese Communist Party is still conducting live organ harvesting of Falun Gong petitioners hmm. in these in these. Um, uh, how, many, how many organs do you think have been harvested,
0: Mitchell, over those last 20 It's really been over, I think it's saying starting in
2: 2000 and over the last 20 years, right? Not yes. 99. Yes, well, David Kilgore and David Mattis, those two uh, uh, investigators that you saw, they uh, uh, confirmed allegations in 2006 in their report, the Kilgore-Mattis report, and their book can be uh, be bought as well or read online uh, called Bloody Harvest. If you just Google uh, Kilgore-Mattis report, they confirmed that between 2001 and 2006, 45,000 to 65,000 Falun Gong practitioners have been harvested for their organs. Then Ethan Gutman, which you'll see in a minute with Dr. Invertotti, the forced organ harvesting surgeon that came out to talk about this. Um, he joined forces with Dr. Uh, with David Kilgore and David Mattis in 2014. He wrote the book, The Slaughter, an eight year investigation on the, uh, the forced organ harvesting, his book called The Slaughter. They have all now confirmed that between 80 to 100,000 transplantation uh, murders have con- against Falun Gong have commenced since 2001. so over a 20 year period 80 to hundred thousand a year have been commenced and conducted.
0: So, so I think the important thing I mean I, you've been sort of in, in this so long I just want to keep things sort of uh, sort of simple for people to understand yes these people are killed per these um, investigations. Live, right? Because you need organs live.
2: Live and fresh with all
0: yeah, It's not like someone is dying and then you're harvesting. Because typically in the United States, for example, people get these organ ID cards, right? You know, someone's in an accident and they're in horrible condition. They're not going to make it. They give or after they die. Um, a friend of mine, for example, was a pilot for uh, in the United States. And all he did was used to, um, he was, used to be called sometimes three in the morning to go pick up an organ, you know, someone died and they needed a heart transplant. So he used to drive a private plane doing that. And it was quite interesting talking to him, but we're not talking about people dying of some accidental death. We're talking about actually people being murdered. This is very different what you're saying, right? These are because you need these organs live as that occurs when someone gets in a car accident and they're dead or they've, you know, they're gone. Uh, that's when people come in and they harvest the organs. This is actually killing people. I think I, I, it's it's sort of in the background, but I don't
2: think you've made that clear. Um, thank, you, doc, doc, thank you, Dr. Shiva. Yeah, legal state-sanctioned organ harvesting, no consent, forced live organ harvesting by the Chinese military and at the highest level conducted by the Chinese Communist Party. And to make matters worse, people think, well, this is going on around the world. No, folks, this is not some kidney in the bathtub theory. Yes, you have organ harvesting around the world, in India, Southeast Asia, I'm living in Vietnam, in communist Vietnam, hundred miles away from the Chinese border. There have been happening in the United States and other places around the world, but we're talking about no other government in the world that is harvesting large-scale forced organ harvesting, sending hundreds and thousands of Falun Gong practitioners, Uighur Muslims, Tibetans, and house Christians in sealed cattle car containers under the Chinese military guard to state-mandated hospitals, forcefully turning their doctors into murderers and selling them legally without any consent, cutting the organs out while alive, to, to ramp in a multi-billion dollar organ harvesting, genocide, and business. This has been conducted, and yes, this is killed to order on a specified date, Dr. Shiva.
0: So that's an interesting term, killed to order killed to order.
2: Yes, I, like a lobster out of a tank.
0: I said. So which okay. one do you want to play next, Mitchell? Which video? Uh, uh,
2: let's play since we only have two left, right? Let's play yeah. uh, the China Tribunal just to confirm more of the evidence that this is real. Okay. The China Tribunal. Uh, yep. Yes, and, I'll, and I'll explain what this is after. <laughs>
4: Mr. Vice President, the Durban Declaration affirms the urgent need to prevent, combat, and eliminate all forms of trafficking in persons, including organ trafficking. China Tribunal, a People's Tribunal chaired by Sir Jeffrey Nice, considered all available evidence and concluded that forced organ harvesting from prisoners of conscience, including the religious and ethnic minorities of Falun Gong and others, have been committed for years throughout China on a significant scale and that it continues today. This involves hundreds of thousands of victims. Acting on independent legal advice, the tribunal concluded that commission of crimes against humanity, against Falun Gong and Ehlers, had been proved beyond reasonable doubt. Victim for victim, and death for death. Cutting out the hearts and other organs from living, blameless, harmless, peaceable people constitutes one of the worst mass atrocities of this century. Organ transplantation to save life is a scientific and social triumph, but killing the donor is criminal. Government and international bodies must do their duty not only in regard to the possible charge of genocide, but also in regard to crimes against humanity, which the tribunal does not consider to be heinous. It is the legal application of UN member states and the duty of this council to address this criminal conduct Thank
2: you, Mr. Nice. So Dr. Shiva, that is from the China Tribunal, uh headed by Sir Jeffrey Nice. And Jeffrey Nice was the uh um the prosecutor for the Slobodan Milosevic, the former president of Serbia at the okay. UN's International Criminal Tribunal. And they came out uh, in two thousand eighteen that the tribunal's members are certain unanimously and sure beyond reasonable doubt that in China forced organ harvesting from prisoners of conscience of Falun Gong and Uyghurs, have you, as you've seen, has been practiced for a substantial period of time involving a very substantial number of victims. So what does the Chinese government say to this? What oh,
0: is the official position?
2: Yeah. They've banned uh, organ tourism. They, they've banned it. They're not doing it. They've, uh, they've lied and covered up Uh, the virus, as you've seen, they've lied and covered up the forced organ harvesting, they've lied and covered up the the one-child policy, they've colluded with the World Health Organization, the United Nations, I mean they control the United Nations, they control the governing bodies. Um, there was a six ten office, and this is this is how, how horrific this is. On June tenth, nineteen ninety nine, one month before the complete uh, persecution of Falun Gong, because it is forbidden to practice Falun Gong in China, your bank accounts are taken away. It's like it's like Nazi Germany all over again. But the Nazis never had this kind of technology, military and uh, um, intellectual property force. I mean, all the tech giants are involved with them. You've seen a lot of uh, people being banned off platforms from youtube from twitter to facebook google is in bed with the communist regime the world health organization which i call the communist health organization is colluding with them uh, on june 10th, 1999 a gestapo type office dr shiva was established by president jung zemin the former president and military dictator that sits still to this day under president xi's directive as well on top of the communist regime's party system that controls all levels of government, political, economic and social, to con- to do one thing and one thing only, to eradicate Falun Gong from the shores of China and kill them for their mm-hmm. organs. Basically the, the communist regime declared war on Falun Gong, so any kind of uh, uh, reports that come out from... investigators are refuted by the World Health Organization, the United Nations have stayed silent, the Vatican has stayed silent, the Transplantation Society has stayed silent. Money is taken over human life, extinction before loss of profit. And because this is a multi-billion dollar uh, uh, institutionalized profiteering business, a lot of people see, see no evil, speak no evil, and hear no evil, Dr. Shiva. Yeah, I can see that. It's quite extraordinary. What's the next video we want to play? The last one, I believe, is by Dr. Invertotti. This is a surgeon, uh, part of the evidence that has come out, and he talked about extracting the forced organ harvesting of a prisoner of conscience. Uh, so, this is the one that I would love for you to play. Okay.
5: I, I didn't feel guilty. This is a bad guy. He was condemned to death. But after I left China, after my eyes and my mind opened to the West and my um, what is called perspective, it's something is changed, totally changed. Then I thought, oh my god, that is since I committed crime. For for many years, I feel guilty. I didn't know who he it was, his name, or if he is Uyghur or if he is Chinese. If he is Uyghur, then I might guess he is Muslim, so I might pray for him in the mosque. And I said, what, what if he is uh, um, Buddhist? So now. When I see a temple, I go in and light a candle and pray. If I see a church, I go in also going to pray. When I heard Ethan that time, I did feel that this is the right time to bring this out. Because if it's uh continuous staying my bottom of my heart, my heart maybe not be able to carry all the way i need to let it come out so then that day was the first day i confessed on that day did you feel a weight yeah i said finally i said that and then i said finally now the whole world knows it
4: direct experiences in relation to organ harvesting In
3: China, Enver. Toti has since testified several times to various governmental bodies in Europe. Enver Toti, the surgeon turned bus driver, says it's been 20 years since he removed the organs from that live prisoner. It remains a mystery why so few people have ever heard about the thing he says he cannot forget. This is my
5: experience. This is a real, true story. If you keep silent, this tragedy will continue. And people they just don't want to touch this evil. Because if you touch this evil, maybe at the end of the day you may not be able to tackle this and the consequences. That is my guess.
2: And that's why God bless you, Doctor Shiva. I mean, that, that almost brought a tear to my eye because I've lost so much. I've done so much to try and get the word out, and I'm not getting paid for this. I have put my life on the line for 20 years, um, and uh, I'm just very grateful because these these are the gentlemen that have confirmed this. And Doctor Invertochi, I would love you to have him on your show um, right. as as doctor to doctor and to talk about this and at the end of the show, if you want me to put you into contact with these investigators, I think it will be wonderful just to add more texture and light to your audience about this. So, so Mitchell, Enver Tothi was a surgeon in China. Yes, and in 1995, so, he was a very...
0: Up- it, so, let me just say, he was a surgeon in the military, and he, he thought he was just... So, he, he, these were military prisoners that he was killing. Was he killing yeah. them? They, they,
2: his, his testimony is that one day he was told by a high-ranking communist official to bring his uh, team. He was an upcoming very successful surgeon at that time, 1995. And he was uh, he was driven to a compound area in China and he heard a gunshot. And two uh, Chinese communist uh, uh, guards brought this man and he was told to operate and take out... The, the organs, and he didn't know who it was, whether it was a Falun Gong, a Uyghur Muslim, a Tibetan. And so when he was mentioning that he goes to all these places to pray for forgiveness, um, he left shortly afterwards and became a, a, a bus driver. And one he, day he, well, he, left, he left China? He left China, yes. Where did he He went to London, and he's in London right now. And one day he was walking because he had a very heavy heart for doing this and he in in this recently i had a chat with him and he still feels that he is responsible for the death i said no enver no doctor you are not responsible for the death you were forced by the communist regime and anyway to get this off his chest he visited one of the seminars that ethan gutman and david Kilgoy and david matters the investigators were doing and ethan gutman said look we need more we need more evidence and is anyone you know he was talking about this and he wants to get this out into the open and Enver Totti raised his hand and said, I will share my testimony. I was a a surgeon in China that did forced organ harvesting and that's how they teamed up. And I I said,
0: wow, (laughs) well, you know, it's interesting, right? Because, um, when you start really looking at things and and it's interesting because he said something interesting, he says, people don't want to look at stuff, right? And people rather just follow things and don't want to sometimes unravel the truth. And the sooner we unravel the truth, I think the sooner change will occur. But but that takes an incredible amount of courage. And I, I've i shared this you know, from a political physics standpoint, that it's not the overt establishment that's always the enemy. That, that's pretty easy. But it's the non-overt establishment who hides things, right? The people who know stuff... Um, smile, but don't actually do what needs to be done. And in the United States, I call it the, it's either the not so obvious establishment wings of either party. They all talk a good game, but they actually do not want to address things. You know, I, as I mentioned at the beginning of this, when I when I got, you know, I've been involved, you know, in the health and natural medicines, it's basically the foundations of my life. My grandmother was a traditional healer. I grew up with this intense uh, love of connection to spirit. Um, And an interesting uh, desire to understand politics and medicine. And so what I did recognize is that you always have to tell the truth because the sooner it comes out, you reduce human suffering. But what happens, unfortunately, is people cover up the truth because uh, there's monetary interest involved or they suffocate the truth in the anti-vaccine movement. That's why I put myself on the line and went after someone like this guy, Robbie Kennedy because he talks a good game, but he's been sitting on this movement. And when I did that, um, you know, we were attacked, right? Like, I think they were saying what, I mean, when, you know, the Falun Gong comes out and they actually are doing something good, the most vicious lies are said, the most vicious lies um, by people who claim that they want good. And, And that's what's fascinating to observe. And that's why I think it's really, really important for stuff like this to come out, um, be it the truth about you know what the Kennedys are really about, you know what they do not stand for actually, or this. And I think it's, it's a very interesting thing because the sooner people are willing to have the courage, because a lot of people don't wanna have the courage, that's what I've noticed Mitchell, they yes. don't wanna go into these areas because in some ways it reflects on the fact that they've allowed stuff to go on for far too long. And you have, and basically the sooner we talk talk about this, you can actually address the suffering. Um, and if not, it, you just sort of put it under the rug and you don't want to discuss things. And I think that's what the real, and that's what, you know, I, I'm looking at this connection between the two. It comes down to fundamentally, do you have the courage to expose truth, wherever that leads you? And I think that's what he was saying. You know, this may lead to things that people, this may lead to the fact that A lot of politicians in the United States are involved. So-called people we think are nice people are involved, right? It leads to a whole bunch of things. Uh, And it really shows a decrepit nature of most people's ethics that they
2: sort of don't really exercise true principles. And that's why we need people like you in government, Dr. Shiva. And that is why your platform, Truth, Freedom, Health, because through truth, you are liberated from the fear, Mm-hmm. And you have the courage to be free, and that's when your health, your mental, your physical, and your spiritual, as your beautiful, amazing grandmother would probably agree, would amplify. You know, uh, that's where the magic lies truth, freedom, and health. And, like you said, my body, my system, uh, it, 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 the, the system of the body is from the truth, is from the courage that we can take. Um, and so, yes, to be truthful, I risked it all to try and you know and i'm not a rich man i don't do this for money i've got no businesses degrees um and i took it upon myself to sacrifice for others when my family my friends my colleagues i was headed for big things i was investment banking i had internships i was at one top of the top 10 one of the top 10 schools in in the united united states Um, I was making moves but then on a fateful day on May 4, 2001, Dr. Shiva, when I found out about Falun Gong, learned the exercises, realized how wonderful they were and then saw how brutally they were demonized, persecuted and slandered because their organs become so healthy and the body and the state of mind become so free and energized. I took it upon myself. Something inside my heart ignited and the love for humanity was that was there and I took upon my spiritual crusade or spiritual mission as a as a man and I believe that to fail to expose evil and to fail to stand up for and protect the good is unacceptable in life and what you do in life echoes in eternity and what is a man who cannot make the world a better place with courage and truth thus freedom and health yeah I mean it's
0: interesting Mitchell because in the yoga movement in the so-called health movement in the United States um, you see a lot of narcissism. The, it's not a real yoga movement. And I, I, I think I did something on real yogis and fake yogis. And there are a lot of people who have no idea what real spirituality is, which means you have to, you're supposed to be a warrior and you're supposed to fight. And what they've done is they take one half of that spirituality. And many of them are some of the most horrible people I've met. They're actually fascists. Many of these people, I, I call them a fascists in yoga pants. Um, there, they do not have not had a real taste, a real understanding of what these teachings were about. And if you go look at the term vaivir, which was healer, you know, the term of people who practice true forms of yoga and meditation, they were supposed to be a warrior for fighting against death. Mm-hmm. And many of these people will never fight for anything. They will not expose, they will not take on the real issues. You know, if you look at what I just talked about this, uh, the exposition we just went through, it's a very interesting time, of the Kennedys. These same people want to bow down to the Kennedys as though they're some gods. And, in, in, and it's, a very, it's almost top down, no different than a Communist Party model. You bow down to the Communist Party chairman, right? It's a religion that they, their power comes top down. The celebrities, Hollywood, I'm telling you, it's a it's a very similar thing.
2: It's and, a very demonic cult. It's a it's very, demonic.
0: very demonic cult. And it's interesting that Hollywood is now being owned by the Chinese Communist Party. You know, I just I'm learning about this thing called Adrenochrome. Oh, don't get me started on that. I guess I, I mean I'm I I we are start- I'm gonna be starting sharing stuff because it was quite extraordinary when you hear about this. But when you when I hear stories what you're saying when I see and and most of this is done by the demonic cult of the same people in Hollywood which is owned by the Chinese the entire Hollywood establishment is being owned by China and and you will not see I'm sure they will never do a movie about organ harvesting right the media will never do a movie about it they will never do a a movie um, exposing any of the Hollywood elite or their, you know, their quote unquote heroes. And they've they've created false heroes. And that is it's almost like a parallel thing. Chinese Communist Party, top down Hollywood, Kennedy's top down. And if you go attack that, you get the most vicious lies uh, hit at you. But I think that is the opportunity for people. I think we're at a point, Mitchell, in human history, you know, 2020, it's a very important year. Are we going to head into the Dark Ages? or to the golden age, and it's gonna come down to our people willing to actually see things as they are. You know, one of the forms of meditation, you talked about Buddha in the last, uh, one of the last uh, sermons that Buddha gave, one of the things that he had discovered was the observing the sensations on the body and which is part of what the Qigong, you you observe the movement of energy in your body and you get better and better in doing that. Now, in Vipassana meditation, you do that, you, you know, you initially start with the breath, and then you observe sensations on the body. And but the, the key thing is they're seeing things as they are, not as you want them to be. Great. That's So seeing things as they are with eyes wide open. And what you find is people do not want to see that the Kennedys, for example, are pro-vaccine. He says it. People don't actually want to see when we play the video. People don't want to see it. I'm sure when people see this video, they don't want to see it. And that's what's interesting. People do not, you can show them the truth and they have rose-colored glasses. They don't, and, and that is a fascinating aspect of fascism. That is where fascism takes hold in the brain, where people ignore and they do not want to see something presented to them right in front of their face, right in front of them. Like Robbie Kennedy literally says, I believe in policies to encourage um vaccination for all Americans and yet he says he's against vaccines. I mean and 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 then the Chinese Communist Party says we're for our people. You know, we're for, you know, the, the people, but yet they're allowing things like this to occur. So I think seeing things as they are, which is actually a spiritual act. What whatever it's there, you have to see things as they are, not like what you want them to
1: be.
2: Oh, 100%. I couldn't have said it better. And also people have now the choice. In this time, to where to stand on the side of destiny—that is right or what is wrong—and when people really see things for what they are, have the courage to follow their hearts and follow and discern what is going on. Everyone has the right to discern. I just wanted to share with you, Doctor Shiva. There was about uh, unfortunately I didn't play the clip, or we didn't have a clip about Ethan Gutman, the other investigator, or Anastasia Lynn, who was Miss World Canada two thousand fifteen and sixteen, who was who was barred from. um, from uh, uh, participating in China because the Miss World was colluding as well with the Chinese Communist Party and uh, denied her visa because she is a Falun Gong petitioner. And Anastasia Lin goes around the world now and she uh, uses her crown to expose the forced organ harvesting and the persecution against Falun Gong. I wish I would have played that clip, but uh, you can just look up. Miss um, Will Canada or Anastasia Lynn on YouTube, it all comes up but uh, Ethan Gutman, one of the investigators was re- uh, was interviewed in two thousand and fifteen and I think this would really um, come full spectrum of what we were saying about what do you say to those people who still doubt that organ harvesting has occurred or is occurring? on a large scale in China, especially through the use of Falun Gong petitioners, and he said, the dogs bark, the caravan moves on. Look, the slaughter, my book, has been out for a year. That's plenty of time for serious reviewers to, qu- to question my concerns. I can't think of one who has. Even the South China Morning Post, which obviously has to give a critical review given their financial relationship with the mainland, didn't dare. And I stand by every foot note every interview I don't begrudge anyone the right to doubt as I say in my book these are serious allegations toxic allegations but no one no one has the right to dismiss the allegations without actually reading the corpus of work that has been published the slaughter bloody harvest state organs not to mention all the investigative reports that have been authored by the Epoch Times the World Organization to investigate the persecution of Falun Gong and doctors against forced organ harvesting. This investigation started in 2006 yet the volume of of investigative work is only increasing you want to comment? Hit the books. If someone is too lazy to read about this subject or just doesn't care enough about Chinese atrocities to bother, perhaps they should be silent. And a lot of people have remained silent that know that this is going on, but see no evil, speak no evil, and hear no evil. As you have said, as you have mentioned, there have been many politicians that the same people who are supposed to do so good for the humanity are the ones that are destroying it. Exactly.
0: Someone just put this up here. People love their beliefs more than the truth. I think that's the key thing. The not so obvious establishment are people who claim they want to help, you know, and they have all this rhetoric and they literally sit on movements and that's why Mm -hmm. suffering continues. And, um, and this is something I figured out when I was a kid, um, Mitchell, I would see these politicians come, you know, to these untouchables in India who were the very poor people. And they would give them rice or they would nowadays they'd give them laptops and and um, and, uh, you know, uh, 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 basically they don't have to work. It's a way of buying votes. And they're the same people claim they want to help you. So they don't want to ever help people stand up on their own two feet, figure out their own destiny. They want to essentially from a top down standpoint, enslave people. And this is what's going on in this country. It's a top-down model, top-down. We're going to tell you what's good for your body. If you look at the whole vaccination thing, John Kennedy's the one who instituted the National Vaccine Act, which never should have happened. And then his brother, Ted Kennedy, 1986, created the National Vaccine Injury Program. After people were being injured, instead of getting rid of it, they created the vaccine courts, more government. And his current brother, the current guy, Robbie Kennedy, is endorsing Hillary Clinton, who's Pro-vaccine, you know, very much has supported all sorts of stuff in China, the WHO, CDC, the Gates Foundation, et cetera. And here, Mr. Kennedy will never expose Miss Hillary Clinton until he'll say something after I expose him, not exposing her, right? Um, and then supported his nephew here, who is pro-vaccine. I mean, when you think about the concept of forcing m- mandated vaccines, this is essentially enslavement. You know, at least, if, you know, it's, you argue that, you know, it, uh, you know, it's, it's long-term enslavement where, where we're headed towards the United States is you will be mandated vaccines, you will be tagged and bagged, and if you don't comply, you will basically become a non-human. You can't travel, you can't do anything, etc. cetera. And China, when you look at it, has essentially created the surveillance state. You can't go anywhere without, um, you know, they, you, they can read your lips, you have 200 million cameras, etc. And that is this top-down model of complete, complete control. And I think with China, with the organ harvesting, it's basically saying, if you do not fall in line, we'll go harvest your organs. (laughs) Or in the the United States, if you don't fall in line, we're gonna force mandate vaccines on you. This is not that different. There's not that much of a difference um, when you really start thinking about the attack on liberty at at, at freedom at a fundamental level.
2: Oh, absolutely, I agree. And the global cabal, the international bankers, Henry Kissinger, Rockefeller, they've all wanted the Chinese Communist Party top down model, the system yeah. of political control. And they want to destroy the constitutional values, rip out the div- divide the families, take away the gun rights, urge or uh, infiltrate the, the, the radical left, the liberal university students, usher in the so called democratic socialism, which is basically a disguise for communism, right? and cause a big uh, uh, a fear in America. And this is what they've tried to do. and But I think that the tide is turning, and I believe that with your help and with your wonderful listeners' help that we can stand against this in uh, not violent uh, revolution but non-peaceful protest. Um, and so what people can do, I think... Uh, <coughs> I think that Shakespeare said it best, you know, because we're not at war with China, we can't bomb the railroads like, uh, like we did with Nazi Germany to stop the, 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 uh, uh sending of hundreds and thousands of Falun Gong to these death camps and these state mandated hospitals. But we can sign a petition because the petition, I believe, um, all, um, um, share your th- this this interview and share the works and even practice Falun Gong, practice the exercises. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful, healthy practice. It's free of charge all over the world. Um, but a petition is like the, the, the Shakespeare said, "The sword is the 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 pen is more mighty than the sword." And when you, when you sign a petition, you are voicing energetically because it's all about energy and it's all about conviction. It's all about courage to stand up for the Falun Gong and to stop this brutal persecution of innocent innocent lives. So with, what you could do as an American citizen, you can go to stoporganharvesting.org, sign the petition, look at all the reports there. You can go, also go to endtransplantabuse.org. If people would like to learn more about China, for those avid readers, Dr. Shiva, you can uh, um, read uh, the nine commentaries on the Communist Party at www. N I N E commentaries.com. Go to uh, uh faluninfo.net and also to learn the exercises free of charge, falundafa.org. F A L U N D A F A.org. I sent you and Jen the links, so hopefully you can post them. But okay. um, it's it's been such a pleasure. I wish I had more clips, uh, but um, this is great. I'm, I'm glad you shared them. Look, I'm, I'm sure
0: we'll do this again, but I think the most important yes. thing is, um, People know that uh, the message that we've started sharing, um, Mitchell, the, the notion of truth, freedom, and health, is basically something that resonates with every human being who desires truth, freedom, and health. And um, in closing, you know, people should, um, and you should let people know, anyone out there, you know, you know, I am running for U.S. Senate, and it's not a Senate campaign just to you know win some Senate seat. It's really much more profound about this whole aspect of truth freedom and health and people who go and support the campaign um, we talked about energy here you know when i went back on my fulbright the thing that i really wanted to understand was how my grandmother was able to do this analysis so that led into this book called system and revolution which anyone who donates you know gets if you can't donate 25 donate whatever you can the money is not the issue but uh, one of the things that i wanted to end with that i think you may appreciate here is that when we, when I started looking at the Indian systems of medicine, which essentially have a way of looking at the body, what they call, um, uh, Vata, Pitta, Kapha. So what that means is when they look at your body, the, the practitioner would say, okay, Mitchell, you have this much Vata, this much Pitta, this much Kapha. Right. And you could have a little bit or, or, or all, and then that denoted your constitution. And, which means you had a particular constitution which was different than me. So in many ways, each one of us were unique human beings. So there's not the same food for everyone should eat, the same medicine. This is why the whole notion of mandating the same vaccines for everyone is absolutely insane. It's not at all recognizing the unique nature of a human being. So when I went back after I finished my PhD, I was really trying to understand what is Vata Pitta Kapha? Because using those three principles, what I unraveled, um in this uh, methodology is that, uh, that vatha pitta kapha really and by the way it says be happy be you which is health begins with knowing the unique you your body is a unique system that needs the right inputs for the right conditions use this tool to know the unique you on your journey to real health and to understand the principles of all systems so what you find here is that transport of energy conversion of energy storage of energy or transport of matter conversion of matter, storage of matter, transport of information, conversion of information, storage. When you do this analysis, you actually find that you have in this space of transport, conversion, storage, you have a particular you, a particular homeostasis. It doesn't mean if the red dot's in the center, it's better over here, but this is who you are. And then if you don't, you know, ill practices, not eating well, things in the environment take you off of you. That's a black dot. And the goal of existence first of all is to understand who you are the essence of who you are and bring you back to you and this is where the meditative practices the spiritual practices of food etc bring you back to you and that's what ultimately this is out you know when you have a car or you have a vehicle or anything you use in life you're trying to basically get it back to itself and when people move things back to themselves center your body essentially has this amazing power to essentially in that homeostasis to take care of you. So in, in my view, many of the spiritual practices, you were actually building a sense of awareness of you. So you could understand when you were off course and the more refined you became with that, you more refined your actions became what foods you took. And you, you didn't, you don't, you don't need a tool like your body or system. You you understood it intuitively, you know, when you were, you, and you basically adjusted yourself as you went, but I, you know, one of my intentions, and I'm glad, you know, we had this conversation is the entire aspect of mind, body, and spirit were supposed to be integrated. And the fact that we had all these immune issues, you know, I was a guy who said we need to use vitamin D, the sun, you know, there's so many ways you can beef up the immune system. The number one way is connection with other human beings, social connection. So,
2: absolutely dr Shiva. before i go would you like to since you brought up your lovely website do you want to sh- share with the the audience if you want before i go the yeah. the, the websites um you can i'll what, share with what what is the website address it's, uh fallen a.org dot org right so let me just share, yeah, with
0: just, just just share, just share with share. let's just share with them all yeah so let me go there. One second.
2: Yeah. I'll just I'll just take you through just quickly where everything is. Where people can look. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's the official website to all the exercises and Mr. Lee's books. Profound in all different languages as well. Free of charge as well, everybody. Paul and Duffer. Wonderful practice. There's the, the books and the exercises. The actual video is online um if you just go to the videos and audio section and i think you'll find this very interesting uh dr shiva that the Shrivasta from ancient uh, uh india if you just uh, uh scroll down uh i mean the shivastaga oh that's that's the well that that that, that sign was uh, stolen from hitler that's actually the shivasta the wheel of life yeah yes yeah, right right yes so um yeah. if you just uh, if you just um um uh, maybe, yeah about three or four yeah perfect you yeah. can see that to be teaching the exercises that's how you can learn
3: yes. the arms and overlap the hands and it's all
2: for free it's for free so that's the first website where you can
3: before exercise three penetrating the two cosmic extremes
2: there are five exercises
3: hmm. Penetrating the two cosmic extremes is the third exercise of Falun Dafa. This exercise aims to mix and merge the universe's energy with the energy inside one's body. A great amount of energy is expelled and taken in. In a very short time, the practitioner can expel waste substances from his or her body and take in a great deal of energy from the universe, enabling the body to be purified and quickly reach the state. Of a pure white body. Also, while the arms are moving up and down, the exercise of penetrating the two cosmic extremes facilitates the opening of the energy channels atop the head and unblocks the channels beneath the feet. Before doing the exercise, picture yourself as two large empty barrels standing upright between heaven and earth, gigantic and incomparably tall. During the exercise, The energy inside the body moves in accordance with the up and down movement of the arms. With the upward movement of the arms, the energy in the body rushes directly out the top of the head to the uppermost point of the universe. With the downward movement of the arms, it goes out through the bottoms of the feet to the lowermost point of the universe. The energy travels along with these movements of the arms and returns to the inside of the body from both points. Moving the arms up and down counts as one time. Do this nine times in total. After completing the singular up and down arm movements, move with both arms together.
2: Hmm. So those are the exercises here. What did you get? Well, quite beautiful. They are very beautiful, very peaceful. Yeah. The, the, the second the website you can go to, Dr. Shiva, or uh, your, your listeners and viewers can go to is FallenInfo.net to just learn more about the whole perspective of FallenInfo.net. Faluninfo. Okay. Yes. Let me see if I
0: can go there. I have to do something here. Uh, FallenInfo. I'm, I'm having a little bit of difficulty here. One second. Okay. Um,
2: oh, here we go. Uh, FallenInfo? FallenInfo.net Okay,
0: and uh, alright, so we'll be wrapping up here. Let me see if we go here. FallenInfo.net It's this one, right?
2: That's it, perfectly. You can see what Falun Gong is. A hundred million people targeted and they're killed for the organs. And there's also award-winning documentaries, and you just click on it. Very easy to navigate, folks. That 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 one right there lies at the kill. This is the staged immolation video, where the communist regime set a stage of persecution that really poisoned the the, the Chinese communist the, the Chinese people. The propaganda machinery of the Chinese Communist Party. This, you know, and um, you can take action in the right hand corner if you'd like. TV news: What, the, why the persecution? What is Falun Gong, etc., etc.? And the last one, Doctor Shiva, I'll share with you is um, uh, endtransplantabuse.org. That's the last website for, for today. transplantabuse.org. Yes, endtransplantabuse.org. Yeah, that's where you can get on the full uh, spectrum of reports. Let's see if it comes up. It takes a little bit of. Time to load because it's really a lot of information and reports, well documented. That's the one right there. That uh, it, all the all the investigative reports, and uh, that's the Commission of Crimes Against Humanity. If you go to the video section, Doctor Doctor Shiva, um, yeah, those are all the you can sign a petition. Those are all the investigative reports. If you uh, scroll up. Uh, to um, the top and the video section on the right-hand side, right-hand side, yes, and then go to the Coalition Roundtable, the first one, Mm -hmm. yes, that's it. Um, That's a great four-part series, uh, everyone, uh, with all the investigators, as well as Anastasia Lynn, um, and the trailer is there, and then you can watch the complete uh, complete series. It's wonderful. They really get down to the nitty-gritty of what F- Falun Gong is, the reports, the numbers, the statistics. And so there we go. So thank you, Dr. Shiva. Thank you, Jen. Great. Thank you, everybody. And I wish you all the best. I, I, I'll be I'll be praying for you from Communist Vietnam, Dr. Shiva. You okay. get in there, and you give them hell. <laughs> you give oh, them hell, Dr. Shiva. Yeah, I think
0: the, the well, it was great. Th- thanks for coming on Mitchell and sharing this, um, well, unfortunate news with us. But the important thing is that we start discussing these truths that people do not want to discuss. You can't, you know, part of this is part of spirituality is you don't just go hide under a tree and meditate all day. That's not spirituality, you know, and people are you just don't hang out by yourself and you run off from not having to deal with reality. That's when we talk about truth, freedom and health. You can't just be someone just focused on health which is very narcissistic. You can't just be just focused on 1A or 2A. You can't just be focused on truth. You have to interconnect all of them. And if not, you'd basically get a very blinded view of science, truth, or you get a blinded view of freedom, or you get a blinded view of health. Until you interconnect all these three things, truth, freedom, and health, that's where in many ways um, the light emerges. And that's what this is about. And so I see this, to me, I see it so clearly is some people are just into one area. And that's why they can easily get bamboozled. But anyway, as Karen Van Juren says, thank you. And uh, God bless you. Thank you very much. And uh, anyway, everyone, just remember, uh, we'll be uh, always telling you the truth, no matter how hard it is taking on things that are unpopular. But the truth is what ultimately matters. Um, Life is short, but truth lives is is eternal. So anyway, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Mitchell. Thanks. Thank Thank you for joining us. Okay. Be well. Be the light. Thank you.
2: You too. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye bye. I'm gonna end the broadcast here. Thank you everyone.